Hello and welcome to this QCS podcast. My name is Michelle Roby and I'm an employment law advisor in the employment team at Napthins. In this podcast, I'll provide an overview of what neurodiversity is and how HR can support with neurodiversity in the workplace. The topic of neurodiversity has become one of increasingly high importance for HR as it is estimated that between 30 to 40% of the population are neurodiverse. Forward-thinking employers have made a conscious effort to bring it to the forefront. So what exactly is neurodiversity? Judy Singer, a sociologist who has autism, started using the term neurodiversity in the late 1990s and helped popularise the concept. It is a diverse term used to describe the notion that everyone's brain develops in a unique way. It isn't a medical term, condition or diagnosis. However, people who identify themselves as neurodivergent typically have one or more of the conditions or disorders such as autism, ADHD, epilepsy, dyslexia, OCD, Tourette syndrome or an acquired neurodivergence for example, through incidents or brain trauma. Since there aren't any medical criteria, other conditions can also fall under the term as well. It refers to the concept that certain developmental disorders are normal variations on the brain and that people who have these features have certain strengths. For example, people with ADHD may have trouble with time management, but show high levels of passion, drive and creative thinking. The fundamental idea is that these conditions should not be seen as disabilities or as something to be fixed, managed or treated, but simply as normal neurological differences between people. In terms of the workplace, to be seen as inclusive, an employer needs to make an effort to celebrate neurodiversity while taking steps to accommodate the specific challenges that neurodiverse individuals may face. If an employer refuses to adapt processes with neurodivergent individuals in mind, they actually risk missing out on top talent. Neurodiverse people often think differently to neurotypical people and they often bring fresh perspectives, experiences and skills to the business. So how can HR support neurodiversity at work? The first thing HR should consider is updating recruitment and selection processes. Hiring processes used by most businesses have been designed with neurotypicals in mind. This can lead to poor job descriptions. To avoid this, the job description should be clear and concise and should break up skills requirements into essential and desired categories. A note mentioning the support of neurodiversity will help encourage more diverse group of applicants. A common problem is that many people who are neurodivergent struggle in social situations, which can make it hard to find work because they struggle doing job interviews. However, once on the job, their attention to detail means they are often outstanding as they can easily process data that others might find more tedious. When managers meet candidates who are neurodivergent, they often don't realise and might mistake a person's lack of eye contact or fidgeting as nervous or rude behaviour, rather than understanding that it is due to autism or ADHD. Neurodiverse conditions tend to be invisible and therefore it is not uncommon for uninformed interviewers to make these negative assumptions. With this in mind, there are ways to conduct interviews with neurodiverse individuals that will focus on their strengths, including focusing on the candidate's skills, avoiding or limiting hypothetical or abstract questions, i.e. being direct, giving the candidate time to absorb and answer the question, and avoiding noisy, distracting or unusual environments. Another problem is outdated filtering tools and practices. There are a high percentage of neurodiverse individuals ready and eager to work, but outdated systems often get in their way. The issue with filtering applications is is that there is a level of unconscious bias depending on how inflexible the job criteria might be. Those with dyslexia may be filtered out based on simple spelling mistakes. The second thing of HR to consider is reassessing training and onboarding. Onboarding and training can be stressful for anyone, even at the best of times, but for those who aren't considered neurotypical, social interaction and icebreakers can be overwhelming on top of all the new information they are meant to take in. 
To help support neurodivergent employees, HR should ensure training material is comprehensive and provided in advance and made available in a variety of formats. Check that onboarding effectively highlights workplace diversity, inclusion and culture. Create a training curriculum that includes neurodiversity awareness training. Make sure that employees are granted regular breaks. Provide new staff with workplace preference questionnaires and conduct regular employee touch points to assess a level of comfort and satisfaction and make any reasonable adjustments. The final thing for HR to consider is dedication to smarter management. Any approach needs dedication from managers and senior leaders in alignment with HR, as well as a focus on flexibility, having an adaptive, empathetic attitude towards the different ways in which people think and act, positive feedback, ensuring a regular structured schedule of feedback that focuses on how best to manage each employee with adequate praise, positivity and encouragement. Change sensitivity, being aware of upcoming workplace changes and making employees aware of them ahead of time, as many neurodiverse individuals struggle with sudden changes in environment, schedule or processes. Employee support, constantly monitoring employee engagement and their level of comfort at work and taking the time to make reasonable adjustments. Some individuals who are neurodivergent struggle in noisy environments or situations. Being in a busy office can feel overwhelming to them. A pair of noise-cancelling headphones might give them the quiet they need to make them productive. It is important to remember that neurodivergent people are no different from neurotypical people in that there is no standard brain. Embracing the fact that we simply think differently from one another and have varying needs will help relieve the stereotypes associated with neurodiverse individuals and help champion neurodiversity at work. Thanks for listening to this QCS podcast. I hope you found it useful.